Hello, my name is Reverend Casey Carbone, and you're listening to a sermon provided by the First Presbyterian Church at Mayopac. We are currently worshiping on Sundays at 10 a.m., both on Facebook Live and YouTube Live. We hope that this message provides you with a source of encouragement and allows you to grow more deeply in your faith as we all continue to seek to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. Our reading this morning is from the book of Exodus, chapter 20, verse 7, which is a part of our ongoing summer series where we are looking at the Ten Commandments in depth. So listen now to this reading from God's Holy Scripture. You shall not make wrongful use of the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not acquit anyone who misuses his name. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, on this day as we gather together from wherever it is we are worshiping, we ask that as we consider what it means to use your name in a way that brings life and honor and joy and praise, that it inspire us to be your hands and your feet, to use your name to encourage and to build up others, to tear down the veils of idolatry, oppression, and injustice that we have erected around ourselves. Almighty God, may this third commandment and your spirit speak to us this day as we offer up the meditations of our hearts and minds together. Amen. You know, growing up, I would venture to guess that most of our parents taught us that swearing isn't the most polite thing to do. I would venture to guess that. And I would also guess that if your parents or guardians taught you the Ten Commandments, I would bet that they also mentioned that taking God's name in vain was a violation of the Third Commandment. Boiling down the Third Commandment, though, to something as simple as don't swear, I I don't think it gives full credit to the weight of this commandment. While taking the Lord's name in vain or using the name in of God in a way that's not honorable is not really desirable. It is not the only way we can break the third commandment. The third commandment, like all of the commandments that we have looked at so far, are a part of a covenantal promise to live in a sacred relationship with God and in a relationship with those around us. But as I said before, though, the third commandment goes beyond limiting how we say the name of the Lord or how we use it. The third commandment also contains implications for how we use the name of God, which for some may be even more revealing than they would like it to be. Because invoking God's name in a way that causes others to suffer or go off the right path is just as bad, if not worse, than taking the Lord's name in vain. Why? Because the name of God represents our God. Our God who breathes life into creation, not death. A God who loves us and a God who does not condemn us. When we misuse the name of God in ways that bring about harm to others, then the third commandment has been broken. Not just in how we relate ourselves to God, but in how we relate to one another as well. Sometimes 
we speak with intentions that we think are good but are misleading and can ultimately be hurtful, if not potentially deadly. An example, uh, an example of this would be something that I saw. While I was driving down on vacation to visit family in New Jersey, I spotted a few churches with signs out front. One church had a sign like ours that advertised virtual worship opportunities. The congregation next door had a sign out front that touted how their doors were open and how folks from the neighboring church could come to their service in a tone that one would consider to be arrogant or self-centered. Signs like this, though, are all too common. And Christians, and I'm speaking in an all-encompassing term, have a track record of using the name of God in ways that result in deep hurt and great pain. Of course, though, this problem isn't new. It's not something that's unique to the current time we find ourselves in. The prophet Ezekiel speaks of something similar, something that was plaguing the people of God. So listen to these words that come from the prophet Ezekiel. The word of the Lord came to me. Mortal, prophesy against the prophets of Israel who are prophesying. Say to those who are pro- who prophesy out of their own imagination, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God. Alas, for the senseless prophets who follow their own spirit and have seen nothing. Your prophets have been like jackals among ruins, O Israel. You have not gone up into the breaches or repaired the wall for the house of Israel so that it might stand in battle on the day of the Lord. They have envisioned falsehood and lying divination. They say, says the Lord, when the Lord has not sent them, and yet they wait for the fulfillment of the word. Have you not seen a false vision or uttered a lying divination when you have said, says the Lord, even though I did not speak? A reading from Ezekiel 13, verse 1 to 7. The prophet Ezekiel stands as a force that unmasks the false prophets who use the name of God for their own personal gain. These prophets and their prophecies are what Ezekiel would call shav in Hebrew, which in English we would call words that are vain, words that are empty, words that have no meaning. These false prophets, their words mean nothing and benefit no one but themselves, and their misuse of God's name carries with them dire consequences. So the question for us is how have we used the name of God in our daily lives? Have we evoked the name of God in ways that are self-serving or self-promoting? Or have we lived out the third commandment by calling upon God in ways that reflect the goodness of God, the life of God? We need to take responsibility for the language that we use, especially if we are using the name of the Lord. It would maybe be beneficial to think of the third commandment in terms of an oath, which is something we have talked about before. We make oaths to one another that appear in a variety of different forms. You know, we make oaths to one another in the form of friendships or romantic relationships, partnerships, business, etc., however you want to define those oaths. Though regardless of their type, I think it would be fair to say that we shouldn't 
break the promises we've made if 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 we can help not breaking those we shouldn't break the promises we've made to others especially if we are using someone else's name in those promises those oaths when we choose to follow god we enter into a relationship a covenantal relationship where we make an oath a relationship that asks something of us and one of the things we are told that we must do is that we must use the name of god faithfully The oath, the promise, the commitment, whatever you want to call it, that we made to God requires that we, to the best of our abilities, bear faithful witness to the name of God in the world. Wherever it is we go, whatever it is we do. Now, taking on such a responsibility of using the name of God carries with it a number of different responsibilities and ownership. And taking on these things in regards to our tasks, our responsibility, our ownership of our language and the use of God's name, that will inevitably lead to uncomfortable moments, especially when we're called out for using it wrong, or if we are uh, finding that we are not using the name of God in a way that does bring life to others. But sitting in that un- in those uncomfortable moments and to continue cultivating what it, uh, using our use of God's name in our lives. That is a skill, or should I say a spiritual practice, that we are desperately needing to improve. And after all that work, after we continue to do this work that is ongoing, the result of us taking on such a mountainous task will lead us to something more than we could have possibly imagined. When we take the name of God seriously and inscribe it on our hearts, the way of peace, love, and fellowship becomes even more apparent than it did before. Using the name of God in a way that is honoring will empower us to grow, to speak truth to power, to love more fully, to act more justly and mercifully, and to check our pride to check our pride, to set it aside in the context of God's more expansive plan for our lives and for the lives of all of creation. As we conclude our time with the third commandment, we see how these three, we see how the first three commandments that we've looked at speak to how we relate ourselves to God. The first commandment, you shall have no other gods before me. The second commandment, you shall not make for yourself graven images. And the third commandment, which we looked at today, of you shall not misuse the name of the Lord. These first few commandments speak to our hearts and ask how we've dedicated ourselves to God. These commandments, of course, address more than just our relationship to God, because if we take these words to heart, they begin to transform us and change our very core. Our words should invoke the name of God in a way that builds others up. We cannot expect to fulfill this command if we use the name of God to put other in harm's way or to prop up injustice or put our own self-interest above the well-being of others. There is still a great number of folks who are like the people the prophet Ezekiel encountered, those who use God's name in ways that are vain and empty, those who use God's name to prop themselves up over the cost of excluding others and putting them down. So let us go 
Let us go and reclaim the name of God. Let us go and fill the places that have become vain and or empty with words that encapsulate the life-filled promises of God. Let us use the name of God with joy. Let us use it with praise, knowing what good can happen if we trust. If we trust that using the name of God in such a way will not only fulfill our call to live out this third commandment, but to live it out as a way of life each and every day, knowing that as we use the name of God in such life-giving ways, we bring life not only to ourselves, we bring joy and justice and mercy not only to ourselves, but to all those people God has called us to love and to serve as one big community of people and creation which we have been given to enjoy. Amen. Thanks again for listening, and we will hold you in prayer as we head into a new week. If you'd like to learn more about our church and ministry, or if you'd like to learn how you can support us, you can visit our website at mayopacchurch.org. Until next week, God bless.